When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We get to the Stone Pony that morning and there are 60 people there waiting for us. And we were like, I think we might be on to something. And then I, I really knew we were on to something. We, we were at the corner of 10th Avenue and E in Belmore and a guy comes to me and this is 1999. A guy comes to me and says, you got to give me five minutes. I said, okay, uh, I will. What, what's going on? He goes, I've already run out of film. I got to run down to that drugstore down the street and buy more film. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. I have a return guest, uh, one of my favorite people, the Springsteen historian and the tour guide to the best tour of the roots of Springsteen ever. Stan Goldstein is joining me. Stan, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to be here. Thank you for that introduction. Very kind of you. And I think the last time I was on, probably three years ago or four years ago, Jesse, it's been yeah. a while. It has yeah. been a while. And we've stayed in touch yes. via social media. And so I saw you posting and you had a fun experience with a, a musician visiting, didn't you? Oh, yeah. You're talking about Alexandra? Jarbo? Yeah. Oh, she's incredible, Jesse. Anyone listening to this? Please check her out. She's from Sweden. She's talented. She's incredible. She loves Bruce Springsteen. She does incredible covers of Bruce's songs. She has her own songs. She's very popular in Sweden, and she's going to be very popular here in the United States. She's that good. And I was about two, three weeks ago that she came here for two and a half weeks, and I got to see her perform a few times. And more than that, I got to become a friend of hers, and she's really a wonderful human being, yeah. wonderful person. Yeah, she's going to join me on the podcast, but in a couple of weeks. But I was curious, how did you guys, how did you end up meeting her and giving her a tour and getting to spend time with her? Well, I'll give you the original story. When, when Bruce was on Broadway, and this was around 2018, okay. there was a video clip of a New York City police officer playing guitar outside the theater. Okay. And the NYPD put that on their Instagram page. And 
and his guitar playing was great, but there was a woman singing, knocking on heaven's door. And I was like, all right, they're talking about the policeman. Who is this woman singing? Mm-hmm. What a beautiful voice. And I never said who she was. So I always wondered who had this beautiful voice. And it was just all talking about the cop playing the guitar. So Alexander, during the COVID-19 pandemic, did some, like many did, did her own shows that were on Spring Nuts and things. And she mentioned that was her singing. She told the whole story. That was her guitar. And I was like, oh, mystery solved. That was you. And it, it just, so I checked her out more. I watched her, these shows she put on, which she was just absolutely incredible. And I guess we became Facebook friends. And when she was coming to New Jersey, the original date that she was coming in I was leaving for a work convention that day. So I sent her a message said, you're finally coming to Asbury Park and I'm not going to be here. It was, uh, I had to go to Las Vegas for a convention. Not that going to Las Vegas is a bad thing, but I was sorry to miss her. But then I reached out and I said, when are you coming in? And it turned out she was coming in the Wednesday before her show Sunday. So we got to spend some time together. And then when I came back from the convention, we spent more time together. And it, it, even at my age, Jesse, it was a wonderful experience. And uh, discovering somebody new and talented. And I, I, I again urge anyone listening, Alexandra Jardvel, J A R D V A L L. She's do a Google search. She's on YouTube and she's just very rarely talented. So I'm glad you're going to have her on. You'll find it very rewarding. Yeah. I want to thank you for that because I had reached out to you and I said, hey, I don't want to be pushy, but. Would you mind mentioning to me her to her mentioning me to her? And yeah. you, as always, are very kind. You're always anytime you can. You're a wonderful evangelist for the podcast. I know. I often think about this. Funny is when we're doing the tour, right? I'm in the back seat, and every time I said something, and after a few minutes, she goes, "I feel like I'm in the podcast because <laughs> right, you, you, you couldn't see me, and you just right. heard my voice." Yeah. And so, yeah. So anyway, I think anyone listening knows who you are, but just in case, tell us a little about yourself, Stan. Hi, I'm uh, Stan Goldstein. I live in Ocean Grove, New Jersey, which is the town just south of Asbury Park. I grew up in Neptune, which is the town adjacent to Asbury Park. Went to the same high school as Gary Talent, Vinny Lopez, and Southside Johnny. Southside Johnny doesn't live far from me. I still see him walking around here in Ocean Grove occasionally. Always been a Springsteen fan. My, one of my sisters was really into Bruce. And when I was younger, I think she was playing the wild and the innocent over and over. So that'd be 1974. And I used to say to her, we had stopped playing him. And I was probably into the Osmonds or the Partridge family or Seals and Crofts. <laughs> then finally, I, I think it was around Born to Run. I started to appreciate like, wow, he's singing about, Bruce is singing about places right around me, Madame Marie, the casino in Asbury Park, the palace. So I became a fan. I first saw Bruce in a bar in 1979 at the Fast Lane in Asbury Park. It's no longer there. It was, it's right next to uh, Asbury, where Asbury Lanes is now. And I became a fan. And I've always liked being a tourist, wherever I've been, Los Angeles, wherever I traveled to, even Dallas, I check out things at JFK Museum and things like that. But I realized people were coming here to see Bruce Sykes and there was no, they didn't have any people to show them around. So my friend Gene Mickle and I around 1999 
said, you know what, let's maybe put a Bruce tour together. And there was something way before Facebook, way before Twitter, there was something called the Lucky Town Digest. You remember that at all? I do not. Okay. What the Lucky Town Digest was you sent in, everybody sent in emails. And then once a day at eight in the morning, you get an email with the 26 emails that came in that day. So that was really the way we talked about Bruce. And so anyway, Gene and I, this was the summer of 1999. Bruce was playing 15 shows at the then Continental Airlines Arena in New Jersey, the Meadowlands Arena. And we said, you know what, let's put something out here that will offer a tour. And it's one of the days off uh, during that run. And we'll show him Asbury Park. We'll take him to 10th Avenue and East Street in Belmar. We'll go out to Freehold. And we didn't know if anyone would show up. And it was we weren't charging anything. And we get to the Stone Pony that morning, and there are 60 people there waiting for us. And we were like, I think we might be onto something. And then I, I really knew we were onto something. We, we were at the corner of 10th Avenue and in Belmar, and a guy comes to me, and this is 1999. A guy comes to me and says, you got to give me five minutes. I said, okay, uh, I will. What, what's going on? He goes, I've already run out of film. I got to run down to that drugstore down the street and buy more film. <laughs> but so I've been doing tours since 1999, 24 years now. And now we do private tours for people. We do bus tours occasionally for people. And uh, I'm a big Bruce fan. I'm pretty active on social media. I can be a pain in the neck at times if people have wrong information. I have a journalistic background. I like facts, not BS. <laughs> so, yeah. You and, know. Yeah. And one of the highlights every year of the Spring Nut Serenade is usually you arrange, they arrange for you to give a tour to the people that want to sign up for it. It always sells out. Often Vinny has come with you guys, which is a nice little perk. And so uh, I was lucky enough when I saw Bruce there at the second show at that end of that river tour, we got up an O-Dark 30, <laughs> drove from where I was at Allie's house, and you guys gave us a tour. And it truly was, it felt like we were at Mecca. And I picked up your book. I You were nice enough to sign it. And it really is... A And we talked about this in the earlier podcast, so we won't go into this too much more, but you really do a good job of kind of talking about this roots and where he came from and where these places, why they're important and how the Stone Pony was at the beginning of everything and how and these what these restaurants meant and the carousel and everything. So yeah, I really urge people to pick up the book. And also reach out to Avisa social medias if you're going to be in the neighborhood and see if your schedule works. Stan can only do it limited amount of times, but it is always worth the time and the effort of doing that. Thank so. you. I, um, for right now, because I'm working nine to five Monday through Friday, yeah. I usually can only do tours on weekends. Yeah. And uh, although I'm going to semi-retire probably in about six weeks. So I may okay. have some more time to do it. Okay. And you mentioned Vinny Lopez. That's great. What we offer when Vinny goes on the tour, you take a corner, a picture on the corner of 10th Avenue and East street with one of the only 10 or 11 people who could say they are an East street band member. So yeah, that's, that's very cool. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Let's move up to 2023. How many shows on this tour have you seen? Oh God, I don't, I didn't count. Maybe eight. Okay. Something like that. I was down in, I was in Tampa opening night. I saw most of the shows in this area. Yeah. I had, as most people did, I had many shows postponed, including yeah. Mohegan Sun twice. I was driving down to Philadelphia and as everybody and, that was postponed, but yeah, I think it was about eight shows. <clears throat> Through the magic of live streaming with Ryan Hogasi and a few others, it's just wonderful now, even from Europe. Those are on and you sit back and you just, it's not a perfect picture, but you can hear and you can see, you can follow the set list. I, I probably paid attention to, I would say, 80% of the shows through whether I was there or through uh, live streams. Yeah. So I was able to see three. I saw Dallas, Houston, Austin. Got if I was the priest. You twice. got if I was the priest twice, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, twice. So that was a. That's why when people and I'm going to ask you about the set list in a minute, but you know when people are like, "Aren't you tired?" Look, man, I feel like I'm on house money. I get to hear that. <laughs> I had tickets for Tulsa, but I got COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I some either. Dallas, Houston, or Austin won being in that tour. And that was when COVID was hitting the tour really hard. I had tickets for Columbus, and then I had tickets for Phoenix. And so both of those got canceled. I, To be determined now in 2024, which shows I'm going to hit or go to. But yeah, so I did want to ask you, because you've done this a long time, and you've seen a lot of tours. Talk to me a little bit about this set list brouhaha about the static set list what's your well, thoughts first of all i think it's fair criticism we're allowed to criticize bruce i get I'll be honest i get a little tired when i read oh my god it's still the most perfect show ever and this and that yes it is it's a great show no one's saying it's not but the thing with bruce springsteen you and me and many others we follow every show we check out every set list we the thing with bruce always was the spontaneity you went to a show and then you said you went to dallas and houston austin they were probably back to back or close to it yeah and the thing was back on past tours you would have said 
each show had eight different songs or something like that. So yeah. And now, which is fine. And, and I, I keep saying this, the shows are great. No one is saying they're not, but Bruce was always known for spontaneity for just, you never know what he might play. I remember in 2012, we were, I was with a group of friends. We were in Philadelphia for one of the stadium shows and we had a little pool before the show, what he was going to open up with. We each put in a dollar. I think there were 12 of us. And none, none of us got it right. <laughs> I remember. So that's my point, that you never knew what was coming. And this time, I guess what got me a bit, the stories were exactly the same. The story before Last Man Standing was just about word for word at every show. Um, this Before I See You in My I'll See You in My Dreams, that was about the same before every show. And there really wasn't much talk, other talking than that. And it was like, okay, it's still a Bruce show. It's great. But it's okay. It's the exact same set list, except for maybe one or two songs as two other shows that I went to. I still enjoyed every each and every one of them. Still wanted to go to more. But I think it's fair criticism. We're allowed, I think Bruce would want that too. We're allowed to criticize. So my issue isn't disappointment. My issue is the anger, Stan. Yeah. And there are people that have been on social media that like, aren't you bored, Bruce? What are you doing? And there's one that I've ended up blocking on Twitter that is just nothing but screaming for tracks too, and nothing else will make them happy. And I think that I understand being disappointed. I don't understand the anger. And I do think he is, think, and when I'll put on my complaining cap, I think Bruce needs to have his management team. It might be time to freshen with the ticket. Now, I was not upset about the tickets. I understood that unless everyone got whatever shows they wanted and whatever section they wanted at what price they wanted to pay, they were going to be unhappy, right? And because there were tickets you could get in, but I don't want to sit that high. And tickets in the pit were incredibly expensive. I get that. But his response and Landau's response were not very good right they were horrible yeah and i i can't remember who but one of my guests said bruce makes a lot of money you can hire the best pr guy in the world to tell you right jerry jones right always needs a better pr guy jerry <laughs> jones just shoots himself in the foot all the time yes. by the way that was one of my highlights i i tell this story all the time i'm on the tour with stan and he goes you were the only person that cared. That house right there, that's Jason Garrett's pound's parents' right. house. That's right, yes. <laughs> I don't think they own it anymore, but yeah. Yes, yeah, that's where Jason Garrett grew up. Yes. So, and then we had to cancel shows. And like the Philadelphia, nothing. Just due to illness. Just this concern. And then little Steven is going to be little Steven, right? But his, oh, you guys are his poor fans if you're complaining about it right and then the straw that broke my camel's back and and if you don't want to touch this hot potato you don't have to but they the rock and roll hall of fame make a change with one of their founders based on how jan wayne was talking and john landau voted to support him and then he says i i disagree with everything he did but 
out of loyalty to no that that's what you tell your friend aside going look man i'm sorry but you've really messed up and so i'm wondering it is he that out of touch and does bruce need a fresh voice now Bruce is a very rich man, and John Landau has helped him bit rich. As someone joked to me once, God, Jesse, just think if Bruce had you instead of Lon John Landau, how much more success would we be? Yeah. But I really think they've shown some – for people who have for the longest time did everything right, mm. they seem to be shooting themselves in the foot. Any thoughts? Yeah, I don't know if people know. It's public knowledge. Barbara Carr who was the co-manager with John Landau is not part of that anymore. And I don't really know what happened, but it was about a year ago, nine months before the tour started. Definitely. Okay. Barbara was no longer associated with John Landau management to go back. Some of the things you said, Bruce's response that was in the Rolling Stone interview. Finally, yeah. and Chris Jordan, the Ray Park press asked him about it. I had no trouble with him saying, Hey, we're the ones out there. We should get the money instead of a middleman on StubHub making 800 a on a ticket. I agree with that. Where I think most people had a problem and you is when they say, you don't like it, your money's at the door. No, it's not, Bruce. Yeah. Can't go after the show and said, I didn't like that. I want my money back. It doesn't work that way. It's not Costco. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and I, I didn't like that. Your money's at the door. No, it's not, Bruce. Just say what you said, but leave it there. Yeah. And it's a tough and, and you could say, I am guessing that people are not going to be unhappy, mm. right? Because yeah. it won't. And I think to go back something you said, I, I had a guest on that said, if you had told me beforehand this was the set list and you didn't know that it was the same list played every night, you'd go, wow, Man, what a great set list. He really hit a lot of a lot of things from that matter. And a little bit of us are selfish because we get to see more than one show. So anyway, continue. Go ahead, my yeah, friend. And as far as Landau's comments to the New York Times weren't very good either. When he's saying, oh, our average ticket price is only this and that. Mr. Landau, I got a ticket for opening night in Tampa. I, I don't do G. I used to do GA anymore. I'm older. I got arthritis in my knees. I can't stand that long anymore. So I just wanted a good seat. I was going to go down to Tampa by myself. I wanted a good seat opening night. I go in the cart and it's, uh, I don't know, 299. I go to check out. It's now 700 and some dollars. And everyone had that. And it's like, you're jacking up the prices on us in the first eight minutes, five minutes. Come on. And then for him to give a tone deaf response like that, it just was insulting to the fans. And then he happened to be on my flight back to Newark the day after the show. And I sat by him in the airport uh, waiting for the flight. We talked for a long time. He wanted to know what it was show. He's very nice. So I didn't bring anything up like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had him and Chris Christie on my flight back. But anyway, getting back to what you said about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Jan Wenner. Yeah, that was horrible what John Landau said. What Jan, what Jan, Lerner, what Jan Wenner's uh, talked about he's totally out of touch and was just insulting to so many people and I read I went to a book event that Jan Wenner had a year ago it was in New York City at the 92nd Street Y and Bruce interviewed him and they gave us a copy of Jan Wenner's book and it's over 500 pages I finally finished it the beginning of the book is 
pretty good. It talks about the start of Rolling Stone, the San Francisco music scene. Then it just turns into you know, name dropping. I hung out with Jackie Onassis. We did this. We bought a new home in the Hamptons. Mick was my neighbor. I hung out with Bono in the Bahamas. I hung out with Bruce and Patty in Sun Valley, Idaho. And it's just constant name drop. We were on the private jet. And it was like almost when I read those remarks, I was like, yeah, that's Jan. He just thinks he's Mr. Wonderful. And to get back to your point for John Landau, yeah, that was just bad job, John, on that. You, you, yeah. you, there's no defending. I don't care if you know them too. It's like defending, this is a stretch. and But it's like saying, oh, OJ was a great football player. So I'll still, because of that, I'll still support him. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I absolutely agree with you. It is just really weird. Of the shows you've gone to, any highlights you that were pretty special? Obviously, Tampa had to be. Yeah, Tampa know? was something. The, the one thing, someone texted me the set list before the show started. And of course, I had a look. And none yeah. of it changed. And I regret that because the element of surprise was gone. So, but it was wonderful. It was just to see them back together again. And that was all fresh then. We didn't know. Yeah, the, exactly. The, talk, the speeches yeah. and everything. So it, it, it was a lot of fun. You look at that set list compared to what came. There was some changes there. He played Burning Train and yeah. maybe a couple other things. But I, but I enjoyed it. I came off and said, no, this is going to be a good tour. This is going to be fun. And um, then I saw most of the other uh, New York area shows here. Madison Square Garden was great. We got Jungle Land. And I then went out, I saw him at that uh, new arena at Belmont Park, UBS Arena. What a okay. nice arena. Is that it? was really good. It's where the New York Islanders play. And it's okay. only a couple years old. But that was just, even for the arena, I was impressed more. And the, sh- and the show was great there. And then we got him at the Prudential Center here in Newark, uh, April 14th. And uh, that was great. He opened with Local Hero. So nice. <laughs> and he did Jersey Girl that night which yeah. is very moving. And then if supposedly you have COVID the next day, yeah, it's supposed to appear at Monmouth University as part of the American music honors that he's part of, but he, they said he got sick. So yeah, who knows, but he wasn't at the at Monmouth University the next night. Yeah. And then let's see, I um, saw him. Oh yeah. I was supposed to go to Philadelphia. Those got postponed the two stadium shows. So I did go to the last two of the MetLife Stadium shows, and they were very good. The second night, especially, the weather was perfect. This was still, this was uh, September 1st. No humidity, 70 degrees, a light and a good show. But then the finale on September 3rd, that was the Sunday, which, gosh, it's over a month ago already, time flies. That, that was a special show. That Bruce closed with Jersey Girl. He didn't play up, um, I'll See You in My Dreams. First time all tour. And and I'm thinking of everyone happy and the people that this was their first show bitter that they didn't get to hear I'll See You in My Dreams, right? Yeah. As they're leaving, right? You can't make everyone happy. No, nah, I think they were happy. It was, it was a the, great show. Yeah, the yeah. thing with the Jersey shows, uh, the stadium shows, they're more of an event for people yeah. who are average fans, like, yeah, we're going to tailgate, we're going to go see Bruce. Then there's a lot, don't get me wrong, there's a ton of hardcore fans there. But it's also just this big event for people. Bruce in Jersey, yeah, we got tickets for MetLife Stadium. Mm-hmm. We're going up to the Meadowlands. We're going to have fun. Yeah, that type of thing. Probably was the best show I saw. Of well, this. and I know a lot of people have said that, Stan, and talked about that because it was right afterwards they announced 
that he was fighting this medical, the septic ulcers, and was going to need to take some time off, and ultimately it's the rest of the year. What I don't understand, Stan, is, and my son and I talk about this all the time, every time we see the Cowboys play there, my son brings up how good the popcorn was. (laughs) And... How amazing the sound is for an outdoor stadium. If you go to a concert at Jerry World, the Death Dome, <laughs> it is horrible. The sound in that AT&T Stadium, here where the Cowboys play, is horrible. And to he- I mean, we talk about it all the time, that how amazingly clear... And that night we went was the same thing. There was a light mist. It was great weather. That's the one where the couple got engaged. He did four hours. And it was absolutely as close to perfection as I've seen a show. May not be my favorite show, but it was the first show that at the end I went, okay, I'm good. I don't need him to play another song. Because usually I'm always greedy. Oh, I'd like one more. It was that August 25th, 2016, right? Yeah, I think it was exactly. The, yeah. The third. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was right. That's the spontaneity, though. The yeah. couple got engaged, and Bruce says, You remember what's going There's great YouTube videos of it. Yes, it is. What's going on down there? And he yeah. says, Come up on stage. And yeah. and uh, it was just magical. And they danced. And uh, the, you know, yeah, the he goes, give her a little dance. And then he, right. could someone play the guitar? And little Steven right. starts laughing and starts. Yeah, and then Patty's, we got to get pictures of him. And Steven's taking pictures. And the guy gave a little speech, said, I love you, whatever her name was. I even love you more than Bruce. Yes. And Bruce gave a look and Patty gave a look. It was wonderful. That's what's missing. Although there was a show in Europe. More people will know where. Was it Copenhagen or Gothenburg? Maybe one of the Gothenburg shows where a guy had a sign saying something about, if you give my girlfriend a harmonica, I will propose to her. So Bruce did a little shtick with that, I remember. I think they brought him up on stage. But that was one of the very few times this tour, if maybe the only time that happened. And you wonder if part of that's COVID, right? Still the things. But I do agree because I remember talking during this last tour, the one, the previous to this one, that I didn't know if Bruce was interacting more with the fans than normal, or was it that because of social media, we knew more about it? Because we had the signing the note for the kid, he's going to be late for school because he went to see a Bruce show, having Matthew Ocon join him on stage, doing more. I do think and I had the podcast hasn't been relate, released yet, but Richard Harrison from Florida up posted on Twitter, and I, I've recorded an episode. It'll be out in a couple of weeks. The No Time for Small Talk tour. <laughs> it's, it, I like that. Yeah, because it's true. And I don't know if he enjoyed, like, after being in Broadway, he learned he liked that a little more structure. But... I'm unhappy with the people like maybe he's maybe he's too old now or maybe he has a touch of dementia or maybe he's lazy or and I'm like, no, there, something's going on where he's wanting to do this. But I do miss because I remember 
one of the things my second show ever was a devils and dust show yeah, Stan, right hard, yeah. and it felt like he was either in your living room or as someone else said you're in a college lecture hall and he's the professor giving you a talk about music and stuff i will agree with you i miss that part of it a lot and those set lists varied from night to night to night to night he pulled out some rare yeah. stuff that tour. Mm-hmm. yeah and i would love i'm guilty i'm selfish i'm greedy i would love another <laughs> tour of that i am very sad that we aren't getting we haven't gotten any western star songs oh uh, absolutely yeah, yeah. uh so, moonlight motel I think this, I don't know if he could do it with the E Street Band. The song Western Stars is in one of my top 10 Springsteen songs. What a wonderful song that is. Yeah. And other songs. Little Steven did Tucson Train on his tour. Yes, he did. Yeah. Something. Yeah. 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 If, what do you think, any word on the street? What do you think, what do you think is going to happen 2024? They've already announced some tour dates. What do you think is next? Let me just say one thing you brought up. A lot of us think Bruce got comfortable with Broadway, where it was a structure. And maybe because he's getting older. we The band's older, too. Don't forget that. Yeah. He just felt like, all right, I'm going to give everybody, we're going to basically do the same show with a few changes here and there. But we, I like Broadway with structure, and I'm going to bring that to the E Street Band. Now, for 2024... Your guess is as good as mine. I don't, they gave rescheduled dates. I don't know what else they're going to add. I don't know if the Canadian dates, which they said um, will be announced the week of October 9th so far. Uh, um, we don't know what those are yet. Maybe by the time this airs, we will know that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if they'll be before the Phoenix show or if they're going to be after or what. So we'll see about that. But one thing, if you noticed on the new rescheduled dates, they're taking two days off between every show. And remember back this year in 2023, some of the shows got rescheduled because they realized it's too tough to do three shows and five nights anymore. And except for the two Philadelphia stadium dates in August, every show that they rescheduled has two nights off in between. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's just maybe Bruce felt and the band members too, like, all right, maybe we ain't so young anymore. And yeah, that was that. Yeah, you could think about okay, you've got a day one, you do the show, day two, you travel, day three, you have a day to rest, then day four, you play, right? Yeah. And, and that could make a lot more sense. And he is still continuing. They're close to three hours every night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We still putting on that three hour show. And I was there at MetLife, and I don't think anyone had any indication there was anything wrong with him. Where yeah. they the he put on that last show, he closed with Jersey Girl. It just came out on Nugs, and I've been yeah. listening to it. And there's nothing I can hear where you say, hmm, he sounds a little off or something. Yeah. So he might have been in a lot of pain that show, but he got through it. And the thing, though, that I do like about the two days off, like I plan on being in Los Angeles. I want to go to those shows. I just had to reschedule my flights and my hotels and everything, but because I was going to go in December. But uh, I, I, one of the great things about seeing Bruce on the road is hanging out with your friends the night before the show. Yeah, and if you're lucky, you're in a town where after the show you can go to a restaurant or a bar 
and sit there for two, three hours and have some beers and some food and just talk. And I'm looking forward to that. You now have two nights. So you see who's in town, where are we going, hang out. And that, that to me, I treasure every part of that. There was a picture I have in, I was in Los Angeles in March of 2016. Bruce played three shows and five nights at the sports arena. And one of the nights, I think it was after the show, we went to this famous deli in LA, Cantor's Deli. And there's a shot of about 22 of us inside the deli that someone took. And we were all Bruce fans. It was all after the show. And you just look back on it. And it's, I don't know, not to get too melancholy, but you cherish those days. And you look like, look at the fun we had. That's what I'm looking forward to. And maybe having some of those nights where you take the group photos of everyone together and having fun. We'll talk about set lusting Bruce. And uh, how many episodes you keep putting out, Jesse? I keep getting notifications. Jesse Jackson got a new show every other day. Jesse's got another new show. Set Lusty Bruce with another new show. It says the man of her sleep. Thank you, Stan. Yes, I am. Yes, I do think about that sometimes. I agree with you that as much as I love Bruce's music and it has meant the world to me, you think about how through this power. And this was true before there were social media, right? The connections. You made friends, as you talked about, before there was MySpace or Facebook or Twitter or X or anything, right? But now even more with spatial media, you and I get to be friends and we've only met in person once. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I took you to a church parking lot even on the tour. Yes, we did. (laughs) Yes. And I saw all the, I, every time I, someone posts the photos, I remember that tour. So that's good. How about you? So you mentioned that you may be moving to part-time or trying to similarly retire, just ready to take some time off? I'm getting older and I, I worked in newspapers for years. I, as most people know, the newspaper industry and jobs went south. I got laid off in just about five years ago, September, 2018. So I didn't know what to do. It was a depressing time in my life. I never thought at my age, I'd be putting resumes out again and putting, going to job fairs and checking job availability every day and getting rejected nonstop. And finally got a job. I work for magazines now that cover funeral service. So (laughs) I work for American Funeral Director Magazine, American Cemetery and Cremation Magazine. And I've had two stories that mentioned Bruce Springsteen in there, but I enjoy it. Uh, That was the convention I went to in Las Vegas. It was the National Funeral Directors Association. But a lot of good people. I've really liked it. I like what I'm doing. But I just felt I want to slow down a little. At my age, it's there, Bruce. It's pr- pretty much a theme of the tour. There's more yesterdays than there are tomorrows, and live every day at it your last. So I decided I want to cut back. I want to enjoy it a little bit and take in what I can. You know, you mentioned Alexandra at the start. I, I made a great new friend and people like that. It, it's just I'm not 25 anymore, but I still want to cherish every day and enjoy it. And, Good. And I do want to mention something. I don't know if you were going to get to it. Uh, My tours, uh, I did a tour two weeks ago on Bruce's birthday, September 23rd, and driving in Freehold, and I see a familiar looking Porsche in front of me. When Bruce rehearsed in Red Bank back at the Vogel Theater in January for the tour, he was driving in and out. We saw him driving this Porsche. 
And he used to drive a Range Rover, and now he's driving this fancy Porsche. So I'm in Freehold, and I see this Porsche in front of me, and I'm like, hmm. I'm trying to remember a little bit of Bruce's license plate. I'm like, I think that's him. I think it's him. I'm not positive. I can't see, but I'm like 90% sure it's him. We come to a traffic light right by Freehold High School, and he, it lights red. I'm right behind Bruce. And I have two women on my tour from Minnesota. And the light turns green. And Bruce, even though I didn't know it was Bruce yet, but the car, Bruce must have been looking at his phone. He doesn't move right away. And I'm like, oh, man, do I honk? This is Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and the girl in the front seat, the woman in the front seat, on the door. you going to honk Bruce Springsteen? And I'm like, I can't. Finally, after about, the, uh, it was probably 10 seconds, he finally moves. So I was like, thank you. I didn't want to blow my horn at Bruce. So anyway, we go into downtown Freehold, right by Federici's Pizza, matter of fact, where there's a fork in the road. So I was like, all right, I got to get a visual to see if that's Bruce. So I went to the left, he went to the right, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's Bruce Springsteen on his birthday driving by himself. So this past week on a Sunday, I gave a tour to four brothers from all over the United States who get together once a year for a reunion. Sometimes it's in Europe, sometimes it's somewhere in the US, but they get together this time of year. So we do the tour and I'm driving again by Freehold and I'm like, holy, that's the Porsche again. <laughs> it's, I'm behind it again. <laughs> it's Man, I've been doing the tour since 1999. I think I've had about nine, now nine Bruce sightings. But I'm like, I got two in two weeks and we're behind the Porsche. And again, I couldn't see who was driving, but I'm pretty sure it's Bruce. And I did know from looking at the license plate, I was like, oh yeah, that's Bruce. So we get to another traffic light and he's making a left. And it's, I'm not, I don't want to follow Bruce. I'm not stalking him. Yeah, rule yeah. On my tours that if we ever do see him, which has happened, we don't shout out the window. You can look, but you better not touch. Okay. Right. So, that's so anyway, yeah. he makes a left, I make a right. And we look and it's, yeah, there's Bruce Springsteen again by himself driving. So had sunglasses on. Two Bruce signings in a little over two weeks. So that was pretty exciting for the people on my tours too. I'm excited when that happens. Someone said I should charge like a hundred dollar extra. If we spot Bruce, it's a hundred dollars more for the tour. You have to get a bonus. <laughs> yeah. That's too funny. Yeah. Um, so with no Bruce tours, what do you know? Bruce shows. Are you doing anything fun this upcoming through the end of the year? Probably just relaxing, catching up on work. I enjoy now. Like I said, I don't go out as much as I used to. Maybe it's just getting older. I like, I am, I think like most of us, we have our big screen TVs. I just yeah. like sitting back and watching sports, watching movies and just enjoying things like that. And so probably a little, maybe a little travel here and there. I have to go to a work convention in, Virginia Beach in a okay. couple of weeks. So, but by, like I said, I was planning to go to San Diego and LA. I'd actually won tickets for the LA shows through Little Stevens Tea Truck Charity. I, oh, I nice. never see they have those raffles. So yeah. I entered on the tickets for uh, Los Angeles. So now I'll use them in uh, April. And uh, so I'll plan a trip out there in April, do that. And then I'm going to see him. He's back in Mohegan Sun right after that which yeah. is April 12th. So I'll, I'll probably see three Bruce shows in about eight days in that period. But for now, no, just be quiet. I listen to Bruce. My, my What I do at night now, but right before I go to bed, I usually go on YouTube and just see what I can discover. There's yeah. so much on YouTube, not even on Bruce, just so many different things out there where you find these clips of different singers, different 
old commercials, old TV shows. So it, it's just, I found that very rewarding. That sounds great. That sounds yeah. good. Any final thoughts before I let you go? Oh, thank you for having me on again. It's I admire how much you do. You have over a thousand episodes now, right? The J1100? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I And I feel like I, I should make the Kevin Pollack joke. Kevin used to joke, I don't know how many movies I've done. 67. He'll name the exact number, then like seven of them good. So yes, I have, you will be episode 1131. And I hope at least a few of them are good. So oh, they're good. I, I catch you every once in a while. I like to listen to podcasts in my car. That yes. I find it the best way. Because even at home, you start doing things and it's yeah, like you're yeah. not fully listening, but the yeah. car is the best place that you yeah. fully grasp it 100%. Um, matter of fact, my flight down to Florida for Tampa for the opening uh, show, I think I told you this. I was on the plane and I downloaded your episode where you talked, you had about eight different people on talking about the 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 prices for tickets and about yeah. know, what they thought. And that was like my flight entertainment. <laughs> I, well, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope you took time to listen to Sarah's episode. The Sarah Gregory is the one she is, that was episode 1086. She is the one who grandmother was murdered and mm. she ended up because of letter to you forgiving the person who killed her grandmother. Oh, wow. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it, that is a special episode. So I mm, can, yeah, mm. I'll look at that one. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Stan, yeah. I know you're on social media. Tell my listeners if they, I'm sure all of them know you, but if they <laughs> want to reach out, how can they? All right. My, through the tours, we have a website and it's njrockmap.com. So that's NJ like New Jersey, rock like rock and roll and map. So njrockmap.com. Dot com, And you can reach me. People ask me about tours. The information on our tours is on there. It's myself and Jean Mickle. I don't know if you met Jean, but Jean has been doing the no, tours with me. Yeah. She, she's still, she's still employed in newspapers. She works at the Asbury Park Press. She's okay. been there almost 35, 40 years now. She's one of their veteran reporters. But, and then I, I can be reached by email. I'm still an AOL person. Don't laugh. It works, it's free, and I've never had a problem with it, so I never saw any reason to change. And the email is njrockmap at aol.com. And that's the best way to reach me. I'm on Spring Nuts, posting a lot there occasionally. And on my personal page, my Facebook page, I don't post too much Bruce stuff. I put most of my Bruce stuff in Spring Nuts or things like that. I think there's 11,000 members there now or something. Yes, you do. And you do great. And yes, I agree with you. I understand it is hard sometimes to resist when someone is incredibly wrong, not to go, okay, look, I, if you're just a little bit off, I'm like, oh, but no, when you're totally wrong, I've got to speak up. Yes. By the way, I'm going to plug the book again. Oh, thank Um, you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. NJRockMap.com, the rock and roll tour of the Jersey Shore. It is a wonderful book of maps, of highlights, things. It just really is. And I do recommend if you're going to be in the area, reach out through the website to see if there's a tour available. It is well worth your time. It is well worth the money. 
Stan currently is not charging a hundred dollar a hundred dollar <laughs> surplus if you catch Bruce. But yeah, and tell him Set Lessing Bruce sent you. And yes, then you please. could yeah, yeah. Then I send Jesse a hundred dollars for the <laughs> Stan, I let's do this again. Let's do yeah, this again I'm after next year. Yeah, I, I just love visiting with you. I appreciate yeah. you. You are just truly, you are my Springsteen brother, and I am so glad. I I wish we could talk more, and yes, I want that so bad. I agree with you. That meeting before the show or after the show, and whether it's a soft drink, a coffee, a whiskey, or a beer, and just enjoying just re-talking about it. Unlike my Dallas Cowboys, Bruce never disappoints me. <laughs> You'd be a New York Giant fan, that Jesse. That's not funny. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, I tell you what, uh, Philly looks good. Yeah. And I am really, I am curious how the 49ers and the Eagles hitting together. We got our, as we were recording this, Dallas just got killed by the 49ers yesterday. Mm-hmm. The only thing that kept us from being depressed is Texas had one their second game so they're only one game away from going into the al championship but yeah it just oh yeah i know we'll see you'll see yeah all right stan take care be jesse uh, thank you so much for having me on yes always listeners be safe be kind check out the website buy the book and we will visit with you soon goodbye goodbye bye 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 You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.